It's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our agriculture conversation right here on the LaneCast. And yes, as of late, we have been talking a lot about public lands ranching across the western United States, but it is a vital aspect of production agriculture for livestock producers. And it's also an issue that many outdoorsmen, conservationists, and folks, even in agriculture, truly don't understand and grasp all the challenges along with all the benefits that come with public lands ranching. During the 50th anniversary meeting of the Public Lands Council, I was able to talk with a Nevada rancher from Eureka, Nevada. He's a fourth generation rancher, Mr. J.J. Goikachia. He's also the state veterinarian for Nevada, and he's the incoming chairman of the Federal Lands Committee for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and I'm going to share part of the audio of the TV interview that Russell Nimitz, a fellow farm broadcaster, and I conducted with JJ in discussing the importance of public lands ranching and why ranchers need to be involved in advocacy organizations. So without further ado, here's J.J. Goikachia in our conversation from the Public Lands Council's annual meeting in Park City, Utah. Absolutely, and, and this is a great meeting uh, that we're having here today. It, it's incredible what the staff has put together. We've got folks uh, here to talk about ESA reform, which is very, very critical to everybody, whether you're a public lands rancher or you're an, an eastern state uh, member. Uh, and the Endangered Species Act is something that we really must tackle. Uh, right now there's a panel in there discussing some outcome-based grazing and how do we get ahead of some of these large fires that we see in the West and how can we better graze to help the wildlife species that are out there as well, independent of the fire threat. Don't go away, we'll have more with J.J. Goikachia right after this. Participating Montana Polaris dealers are awarding a Polaris Ranger 570 EFI to the winner of the Montana Farm Bureau's Young Farmers and Ranchers Discussion Meet, taking place during Farm Bureau's annual convention in Billings, November 8th. Thanks to these participating Polaris dealers for supporting our young farmers and ranchers. Gallatin Recreation, Helena Cycle, Sport City Cycle Reap, Yellowstone Polaris, Beaverhead Motorsports, Riverside Marine and Cycle, Montana Power Products, Jesco Marine, Kurtz Polaris, Redline Sports, and Lewistown Honda and Polaris. The importance of public lands ranching is overlooked by many sectors across the U.S. and even parts of agriculture. Recently, I spoke with fourth-generation Nevada rancher J.J. Goikachia on why the issues such as the Endangered Species Act that many public lands ranchers face every day could someday impact private land owners, and that's why you should support public lands ranchers, he says. Everything we do in the West revolves around endangered species or a potential endangered species it seems like anymore. So when you manage for the sage grouse, you're probably not managing for another species that a group is waiting to petition. And so that's what we have to be really careful about As we manage for the sage grouse, we want more understory, uh, we, we've got to have better forbs, better grasses, but there's probably a species out there that needs some decadent sage, or there's probably a species out there that needs more pinion juniper that we're starting to remove. So we're, we're walking a fine line out here in the West, and, and we understand that oftentimes cows and sheep 
are the scapegoat for, for what the problem is, and that's really not it. It's more active management that is needed. And as you said, we're kind of the tip of the spear out here. And if we can get a few things right and get some reforms done, then maybe it won't come to your backyard and your, on your private property or your backyard and your suburb. J.J. also said it's critically important for ranchers to be a part of organizations that can represent them on multiple levels. He encourages all ranchers to participate on the national and local level. It's extremely critical. In one of the panels this morning, we talked about um, knowing your enemy, if you will, and who's out there working against us. When I'm at home on the ranch, I can't tell you who's, who's in Washington, D.C. and who's working with who against what we're doing every day. But PLC, they're on the ground every day in, in Washington, D.C. They know what groups are working together against us, and it may be a group that we didn't even think about. We thought that maybe they were actually working on our behalf when it turns out they're working for somebody that's contrary to our beliefs and contrary to our way of life. We live in a completely different time than we did before. The range cons aren't, you're not, you can't rely on a range con to come out, look at your range and say, you're doing right, you're, you're doing wrong, these are the changes we're gonna make it. And we have all the data to back you up. Those days are gone, you must take care of yourself. You gotta do your own monitoring. ASI, PLC, NCBA, National Grasslands, all these groups understand that. And we're bringing people here to this meeting to teach me as a producer, that this is what you do. You go out there, you measure, you take photos, and you've got to have that data. Because if you don't have the data, someone else does. And it, it, even if it's not correct, those with the most data will win when it comes to court. We have got to have that data, and we've got to have the correct data if we're going to continue to use our public lands in a, in a way that will raise the next generation of ranchers. We'll have more with rancher J.J. Goikachia after this message. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen, and there's what doesn't. Trade, the farm bill, technology and conservation. The decisions being made in Washington affect the life of each and every cattleman. When it comes to the issues, there's simply no room for gray area. To us, it's as clear as black and white. Visit joinncba.org to learn more. Today, there's more than 22,000 public lands ranchers maintaining 250 million acres of U.S. public land across the nation. But 22,000 is a small drop in the bucket when compared to the entire U.S. population and also the number of farmers and ranchers across the nation as well that don't ranch on public lands. J.J. Goikachia is a fourth-generation Nevada rancher. He's a veterinarian and the incoming chairman of the Federal Lands Committee for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. And he shares why all agriculturalists should support public lands ranchers. So public land ranchers, uh, Jennifer Houston said it best this morning. We have every problem that every private property rancher has in addition to a whole nother stack of them. And we tend to work on those first from the Endangered Species Act, clean water. We're an easy target, if you will, because we're viewed as public land that everybody comes out and enjoys and participates in. We need the support of all ranchers and of all of the sectors because if we will see it first and if we can head that off and we can make some changes ahead of time, it won't snowball and 20 years down the road we're not having the same argument on a national level. We can stop it when it's at a more regional western level and it won't, and it won't progress. For the livestock industry, public lands ranching is essential to the 
health of a family business, but also to the health of ecosystems across the West and preventing catastrophic wildfires through grazing and ranchers maintaining public lands across the West. Millions of acres, in fact, that they help maintain and take care of. And J.J. Goikachia shares that that is why it's important for the livestock industry, that includes cattle and sheep producers, to support each other in their struggles and fight to stay on public lands and to keep animal agriculture viable. Western ranchers tend to help all ranchers because we see threats that come first. The sheep industry, they definitely experience different threats than the cattle industry does, but oftentimes it's just before we experiencing we experience that. So you've got trailing EAs. Sheep have been really exposed to where they trail and how they trail. Now we're seeing that roll out in Nevada to all livestock. How are you going to trail? When are you going to trail? You have to do NEPA to that. And look, disease interaction. Some of these environmental groups have targeted sheep and they're saying we don't want our sheep anywhere near our wildlife because of that risk, if you will. We will see that on the cow side very soon. So we need to work with ASI and continue to figure out how we're going to throw up, I don't want to call it firewalls, but the best science. How are we going to present the best science that proves that we can coexist and how do we, how do we get around that? ASI is leading that charge. Again, that was part of our conversation with J.J. Goikachia, the Nevada State veterinarian, fourth-generation rancher and the incoming chairman for the Federal Lands Committee of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the LaneCast for more conversations about the Western way of life and the farming and ranching lifestyle here in the Western United States. Make sure and follow and subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple and Android devices and always be an advocate for the industry. Thanks for joining us here today. I'm Lane Northland. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.